everyone. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. <laughs> what do we, I, I want to say I kind of liked this one. I liked how it was divided up into everyone's little bits because I I don't like having to bounce back and forth, especially when there's something really boring. And I do appreciate that we got sort of the boring stuff out of the way kind of early. Yes. And by boring stuff, I do mean Archie. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's getting the shit usual. end of the stick with season he's he's got the shit end of the stick with lots of seasons oh, very true very true whatever yeah but to get us started here's our 60 second summary Archie continues to struggle with his PTSD despite regular therapy sessions and a brand new prescription for Xanax. Not helping matters at all is Cheryl, who commands Archie to lead a team to mine the palladium under the Blossom Maple Groves before Hiram Lodge can get to it. Turns out there is tons of carbon monoxide in the mines, which causes everyone, including the already fragile Archie, to hallucinate and have panic attacks. This halts the project, but not before Kevin manages to discover a huge hunk of palladium, which means Hiram was on the right track all along. Meanwhile, Betty takes her attempted murderer to Riverdale High School to interrogate him about Polly's whereabouts and his other potential crimes. The dude gives up nothing useful, although he does seem to know some information about Polly and leaves Betty with the impression that we're dealing with yet another family of serial killers. That's all we're going to get from him because he chokes on his own tongue and dies. Gross. We also catch up with Jughead who is back from his trauma discovery journey in New York City and has started attending Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Apparently Jughead's excessive drinking in New York resulted in him falling into a sinkhole, being covered in rats, and contracting rabies. He has weird hallucinations about his literary agent being a rat king and we have no idea what any of it means. This one is wild, even for Riverdale. So I guess we should start with Archie. Yeah, we could start with Archie. I'm glad to see him in therapy. That's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, is it going to work? Uh, ooh, I don't know. I felt kind of uncomfortable. And like, you may have more feelings on this than I do, but I didn't love how the concept of being on medication for anxiety was handled. No, I didn't either. Because... When the psychiatrist first recommends anti-anxiety medication, Archie's like, no, no, I don't need pills or I don't need meds or whatever he says. It was just a very, like, violent and quick reaction to medication where I feel like our society nowadays is a lot more open to realizing that some people do need extra help right in in balancing their emotions and their anxieties and so it just it felt like a weird anti-medication stance and then of course when he does go on the medication he starts experiencing all these weird side effects which is not typical of no. of being on xanax right in particular because that's what he's on right and it just you would think he had some horrible encounter with somebody on them for him to have that type of a reaction to taking them himself. And it's like, you're just, just give it a shot. Right. And give he isn't even, okay, actually, one more thing we need to address very quickly, or maybe not quickly, this could be a long discussion. The passage of time in this episode was very confusing to me because it seems like Archie attends multiple sessions with this psychiatrist mm-hmm. and there's obviously time passing but is it concurrent with the other stories that were being told? And then, you know, we'll get to this later, but Jughead covers a huge period of time in which he's talking about his his journey to discover his own trauma. And I just, I got very confused about how quickly time was moving at any given point. Yeah, it's, right, he does the multiple sessions, and for him to have any type of reaction to the medication, it would have had to have been at least 
a month. Right. Well, th- yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, so it's he like, couldn't have been on right. it long enough for it even to have affected him. Yep. So, I mean. So are we assuming that then the medication had nothing to do with the weirdness that he was experiencing and it was just the carbon monoxide in the, the mind? I think it was just the carbon monoxide, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because, it, it, I mean, it did affect the other guys, but not necessarily as much as Archie. Although I guess maybe Eric did have a... So did Kevin and so did... Well, yes, but like they weren't... They were weird. They weren't asked to not be in the mines anymore. <laughs> that was just Archie. <laughs> Uncle Frank was like, don't come into the mines. And Archie was like, yeah, you know, that's probably a good idea. But it sounds like nobody should have been in the mines. Right, right. No, I know. But they all had crazy reactions to the carbon monoxide. Let's talk about the mines. Because this was sort of a crazy thing that happened for a lot of reasons. But Cheryl comes to the realization that Hiram is trying to get at her groves because Mm -hmm. of the palladium that is allegedly underneath. And then she recruits Archie and all the men of Riverdale to, (laughs) to start mining because obviously they all have mining experience to mine the palladium. Well, I think I wrote down exactly what she says to Archie. Please, if you have a direct quote, I really want to hear it again. Well, at first he turns her down because he says he has a lack of experience. And then she says he's been a soldier, a fireman, a football coach, a teacher, and a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she has faith that he'll figure right. it out. Yeah, he can. And it's just so that's fair. Right. Like, I, I don't think like adding a minor to your um, list of qualifications is going to be difficult. I do love when the show becomes self-aware because that's what this moment that's, yes, seemed that to be. That was fantastic. It was like saying, yeah, we know we have Archie do all Please this crazy make fun shit. Of yourself. This so is great. we're also going to have him do this crazy shit. But everybody else just like kind of goes along with this. But the thing that sort of. I take issue with is that Cheryl becomes sort of a slave driver in this. Oh yeah. And it, it doesn't quite mesh with the Cheryl that we saw in the last episode, who was really quiet and subdued and sensitive and trying to help Kevin through his breakup with Fangs and the ministry. All of a sudden she becomes very focused on getting this palladium and getting the money associated with it that she's annoyed that they have to stop mining because of this carbon monoxide problem. (laughs) Does it have anything to do with the whole Minerva thing? Is that why she's so adamant about this all of a sudden? I don't... Do they go hand in hand? I don't know. And honestly, I mean, you know how I feel about Minerva. I don't think that relationship is healthy. And I'm actually pretty annoyed that Minerva was back and also... Even the the comments she made, like, oh, I have somebody... I I told people, like, that I was coming here so that you won't (laughs) sacrifice me to your... Crimson goddesses. No, it's gotta be goddesses. Well, she, she says crimson gods and... Right, corrects her and it's like goddesses and it's like all right can you just stop (laughs) yeah so it was just kind of like and i know i'm getting ahead of myself but i did kind of like how cheryl's you know little tour through her art brought each story to light based on her paintings I, I did like how they incorporated it like I that. find it interesting that you enjoyed that. I thought it was stupid and served no purpose. Oh my god, I loved it. I didn't I didn't get it. And I, I would also <laughs> like to hang the jughead one in my house. Really? I, I really liked I it. I don't a lot. want the rats there. Like the rats. I thought that stuff. was the most I don't know. 
I liked it better than Archie and his fatigues. And then... Well, it was Archie without a shirt on with like a mining well, pick Yeah, or with something. a mine. With a pick. <laughs> He's got like an eight pack. I thought that that would be the one that you would want hanging over your bed. Maybe I don't know. directly I think, over your bed. <laughs> I think, I don't know. <laughs> Knowing that it's art, like abs aside, it's Archie, so I can't. Yeah, right. I can't fantasize about Archie regardless of how attractive the actor is. But I actually thought that the painting that she did of Betty looked more like Polly than it looked like Betty. Mm, that might so, have been a... But I honestly didn't pay too much attention to it because I felt like, I was like, what is this? What is the point of this? I didn't understand why. Well, that was clearly the point. What was the point? To interject into each story to kind of like... But that's stupid. That's, that's not enough for me. I don't care. I don't care enough. I found this tad creative. Okay, well, fine. To, to each their own, yes. I mean, I, all I'm glad about is that there were no musical numbers in this episode. Amen. So if we have to do paintings instead, I guess I'm okay with it. The interesting thing about this whole mining expedition, I mean, obviously, my brain tweaked towards Old Man Dreyfus mm-hmm. and Hiram's father who were both involved in mining for Palladium at some point. Right. And obviously, Old Man Dreyfus connects to the Mothmen because his friends were abducted, quote, unquote, by the Mothmen whilst they were working in a collapsed mine. Fangs says that truck drivers have mentioned stories about Mothmen who are humanoid, they have red eyes, and they're cannibalistic, which is new. That's like a new detail that we haven't heard of before, which is kind of creepy. So I'm curious, I don't know, do we think that maybe Old Man Dreyfus's friends got carbon monoxide poisoning and and imagined that they were abducted? Okay, so we saw what Archie saw in the mines. Right. Which, <laughs> which is the Mothman in a hoodie. <laughs> but like very creepy looking. Like very creepy looking. I'm also curious as to who was the person to dress up like that. Like is it going to be somebody we know? Or is it just an extra? Well this was what was interesting to me because Archie's also processing his PTSD trauma. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know what's a product of the carbon monoxide and what's a product of his PTSD. Right. So could it have been bingo? Like he was seeing bingo in the mine, you know, like something like that. Or maybe he just saw one of the other guys who was working in the mine and saw him as a mothman because Fangs had just talked about it. and, And so his mind was just kind of combining things in a weird way. This bothered me because it connects back to the whole thing where that expert that Jughead consulted with about the Mothman was like, oh, people sometimes see aliens when they have trauma that they're trying to process. And this kind of tracks with Archie. He's processing trauma. Mm -hmm. So obviously that wasn't, I mean, I feel that that wasn't a real alien sighting in the mines, but it brings into question now the other alien sightings. I don't know. I <laughs> I don't know. Are they trauma related? Are they not? I, I mean, if we're going to use trauma, all these fucking people in Riverdale have They trauma, all have trauma. <laughs> so they're all going to be seeing shit, whether yeah. carbon monoxide or not. But I'm going back to your question about whether Old Man Dreyfus and the other miners had actual encounters or was it carbon? I mean, yeah. now we're getting somewhere. Right. Like, there's more and more connections that are surfacing to the mines. So that could very well be 
Right. It's it's a mining issue. Yeah, and it could just be <laughs> it's a mining issue. <laughs> and it could just be that maybe his friends who were in the mines also were working through some trauma that he wasn't aware of mm. and thought that they saw Mothman, thought that they were abducted. Maybe they just went on a little wandering journey like Jughead did in the forest for a couple of days and then turned up again and were like, oh, yeah, the Mothman. Because that's basically what happened in Jughead's trauma. Like, he went missing for a few days uh-huh. and then showed up out of nowhere with, like, a weird story about the Rat King. So, like, it could have been that way with the Mothman and those encounters. Yeah. But we still can't use that to account for the lights and the encounters mm-hmm. that, like, Pop Tate had and Jughead. I mean, yes, they did have trauma, but those were de- they weren't abducted. They just saw things that they right. couldn't explain. And I'm always using Pop Tate as my lens for this because as far as we know, Pop Tate has no trauma. He lived a beautiful life. He's the most normal. From start to yeah. finish. He had nothing to complain about. I mean... It- as a black man in America, he probably did have something to complain about. But Are we in America, though? <laughs> no, we're, we're in gonna, Riverdale. We're going to get into that. We're in Riverdale. But anyway. Sorry. Um, presumably, like, he probably dealt with some shit during his life. But mm-hmm. not to the extent that maybe Jughead or some of the other people involved have. So I'm using him sort of to judge the, the legitimacy of the Mothmen. And Pop Tate saw lights and he saw weird magnet stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And I still can't explain that. So while I can use trauma to explain some of the sightings and some of the other weird things that have happened, I still can't really explain everything that we've seen through that particular lens. And who knows if we'll ever be able to. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean, I'm holding right, out hope. But it's also Riverdale. Y- yeah. When do we think that tour, that tour of Cheryl's art gallery is taking place. Is that after all of this has occurred? Because she's kind of telling the stories of what happened. Here's, okay. I ask you a question, I'm going to answer it myself. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking blankly at you only because... I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm setting up my own Q&As. I'm, do- I'm doing a time frame in my brain. Go ahead. Well, I want to tell you what I'm thinking, then I would love to hear what you thought. Okay. So my thinking was that all of these stories, Archie's story, Betty's story, and Jughead's story, occurred concurrently. So at the same time, in the same time frame. And Cheryl's tour of the art gallery is taking place after all of this stuff took place. And she painted these paintings based upon those experiences and is telling the stories then, looking back and saying, this is what inspired this painting, blah, blah, blah. Does that sound right to you? Yes. Okay. That makes the most sense. Because honestly, I was I was just very confused about not only how all of the stories connected through time, but just even their individual stories. Because as I said, Archie's, like every time he has a session, I'm assuming, even if it's weekly, like he had three sessions. Well, he had two and then he interrupted somebody else's because he was convinced that his psychiatrist was fucking with him with the medication. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I lost track of time. I couldn't tell yeah. when when things were happening, and it seemed like a lot was happening. And for- yeah, I feel like you're right. It, it's a retrospective scenario here. Betty's was a little bit less. Like Betty's probably could have unfolded over a couple of days, mm-hmm. but both Archie and Jughead, it was like this is at least a week, if not two or three. Right. So uh, mind boggling, but you know, par for the course with mm-hmm. Riverdale. 
I am done with Archie if you had other things to oh, say. Oh, no, I'm also done with Archie. Okay, so let's move on to Betty. So Betty has the suspect in custody, and I say that in quotes. She brings him to the high school. Right. <laughs> like, that's, that's her brilliant that's, plan. That's the place. That's the place she knows. Girls say, I know a place, and then they bring you to the high school where they work in the shop. And the high school is technically not in the United States. Right. It's in Riverdale. It's in Riverdale, which is different. Which I never, I didn't. That, Parallel universe. That really bothered me. Like, she yeah, said it, well. and I'm like, what? Yeah. She went very I think it's minor, but it was just very, like, weird. Like, what? Like. Did you just pull that out of your ass? That was very It weird also to didn't say. sound threatening to me. No. Like, if somebody said, like, you're not in the United States anymore, you're in Riverdale, I'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, that doesn't, <laughs> right. that, that doesn't implicitly imply that, like, there's something bad or threatening going on right. here. So I'm not scared. This, yeah, this doesn't terrify me. But, okay. So, I'm still confused okay. about this man. And his potential involvement with Polly. He seems to know enough, though. He knew something. He knew she went by patty cakes. Right. And she he knew she had, like, blonde hair and blue eyes. Is that Those are the identifiers, I think? That's, yes. That's all the information he Yeah, just like he was just like, you know, oh, she'd be on, what was it, Ned's List? Ted's List? What was it? <laughs> Ned's List. Ned's List. <laughs> um, and went by, you know, patty and, you know. Yeah. Oh, and the infinity tattoo. Right. The inf- of course, she has an infinity tattoo. She is a millennial woman, so <laughs> she's going to have an infinity tattoo. So so he's seen her. He's interacted with her. I, I, just, have- I still don't think he's our guy. I don't know. Like, now I'm confused because I was really... Well, we'll never know. No, we... Yeah. <sighs> he, he choked on his tongue. He ate his own tongue. He choked on his tongue. I... You know what? How does one start doing that? It was very grim for Riverdale. As we it said, it was her as, whole description of it. I was like, as I'm we sorry, said, <laughs> what? As we said last week, we've been watching a lot of True Blood, and this would have been not out of place at all in an episode of True Blood, but in an episode of Riverdale, somebody chewed their own tongue it was off and pretty then dark. choked on it. Yeah, like it was, it was a little, yeah, it was fucking grim. But okay, so I still don't know that he had anything to do with Polly actually die. I don't know. Do we think Polly's alive? I think she is. I I still do too. I'm holding out hope for that. Because again, we still haven't recovered any bodies, like recent bodies. Mm -hmm. We still haven't recovered Squeaky's body. She went missing in like the very first episode of the time jump. And we haven't heard shit about her or what where her body is and when betty is listing off women to this guy i'm gonna call him not martin because he said he was martin and she was like that's not your name so like we don't know what his name is but it's not martin but it's martin anyway so not martin says oh no so betty is talking to not martin and says these girls went missing one went missing two years ago one went missing one year ago she identifies a third girl but she doesn't say when she went missing and he's, she's like, do you recognize any of these? And he's like, nah. So we still don't have any, like, really recent bodies coming up. Like, the most recent one is, like, a year ago. Right. That bothers me a lot. Yeah, I also feel like nobody but Betty's giving a shit about finding these girls either. Yeah, I mean, it. we don't know the status of the FBI investigation. I think they're fucking slacking. The official FBI investigation. Actually, so... 
I want to get to the crux of this, of the, I feel like the important stuff that we learned here, which was that this guy might possibly be part of a family of serial killers. And I just, I want to pat myself on the back here because (laughs) as the episode was airing, he makes a comment that makes Betty think that he's working with his family. And that comment was something like, no different from hunting with my family. And it could have been interpreted as hunting animals, you know, Mm -hmm. deer or whatever else one hunts. I don't hunt, so I don't know. But I flagged that immediately. And I was like, I don't like the way he said that. That's very weird. And I wrote in my notes, maybe not TBK, but could be related to TBK, question mark. And then later, Betty was like, this guy might be working with his family. And so I don't think this is our guy or TBK, but I do think that he could be related to TBK or the Lonely Highway Killer. Well, she, he had said, I forget exactly, but he says something that sparks her memory being trapped by the TBK. Well, right? she is talking about what she's going to do to him. Well, prior to that, though, something he says sparks her being, like, in that hole. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly either. It's bothering me, but it was prior to her describing what she's going to do to him. Okay. Because that that was a creepy moment. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't have it exactly, but there was something that she said that sparked that. And then as we see when she describes in detail what she's going to do to him, it's what she was told was going to happen to her. Yeah, which is, I found that moment to be very chilling. Like, mm-hmm. she she's obviously, and I think this is what the show is intending, she's kind of becoming the monster in order to capture the monster. And... She's convincing. I'll give her that. Yeah. It was, um, honestly, I it makes me feel like Betty really should have honestly participated in the therapy that she was offered because if (laughs) somebody was holding you in a pit and that's what they said they were gonna do to you like that's you don't recover very quickly from that no you should absolutely be talking to somebody about that horrible experience it's not it's not okay and and betty's just moving on like it's totally fine well she's using it to her advantage she's becoming quite psychotic herself well that's and that's what i mean but like that's not necessarily the best way to approach things maybe we shouldn't turn into the monster that we're trying to stop but ugh, it's it's messy and the other thing that i want to mention because we're talking about potentially this guy working with his family to kill people. That's Glenn's whole dissertation. That's his whole thesis paper. He was studying the serial killer gene in the Cooper family. Mm -hmm. This kind of ties into Glenn and could potentially be a subject for him to be interested in. Do you think that maybe Glenn is part of this family but isn't killing people? Like, he's aware that his family is participating in this, and maybe he was trying to study the Cooper family to figure out how the genes worked in that situation to see if he could figure out what was going on in his own family. It's just strange I like where you're going, but I'm going to say that I think, and I've been saying it since the beginning, I think Glenn is the killer. Yeah, I know you do, and I know lots of people do, and that's why I don't think it's true. (laughs) It can't be. I don't I don't want to believe that. I get it's the obvious choice and you don't want it to be that. <laughs> but I do like your theories of him being somehow connected to 
I can stomach that. Martin's family. Yeah, I can absolutely stomach that theory that he's closer to it than we thought, but is not necessarily perpetrating the murders. And it's just, it's just strange. It flagged for me immediately that it's a family. That's not normal. And he was already looking into that and studying that and trying to figure out how that works in the Cooper family. So maybe it has more to do with his personal situation and his own family. So that's where I'm going to throw my energy. (laughs) I think, I think that might be the most likely um, connection with Glenn because I do think he is still being sketchy and deserves to be scrutinized. Absolutely. Can we get into now the best part of the episode? Which was? Jughead. <laughs> Jughead's recollection of events that we both texted each other about this. This is the kind of stuff we love we want backfilling we want the flashbacks but like i said you have to be specific we want the flashbacks we've never seen before (laughs) right because they'll hit us with flashbacks we saw and it's like okay we saw that right which let's be clear when they do show jughead leaving the voicemail for betty like we heard all of that there was nothing new there that was kind of wasted time right so i thought that maybe there was was more he said it right but no yeah that was that was everything we heard before. So yeah, like but, new information is nice. Yeah, but it was, I just, yeah, I absolutely loved his recollection of events and then he's doing it in group. I wish like, we had done this for every single character. Especially with a seven year time jump. Absolutely. Yes. I wish we had gone back to see how everybody got to where they got to because there are so many gaps and particularly, you know, I have beef with this and Veronica and Chad's timeline and their relationship. I need more information there. And if they did something like this for everybody, I would be so much happier because Mm -hmm. I just need to know. I need to know where everybody was at. And, you know, it's fine to start out at the time jump, leaving us someone in the dark, but you need to fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. because we can't just pick up and move seven years down the line and be like, oh, yeah, we get it. It's it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. No. So, yes, loved that we got to go back and see what Jughead was up to in the past seven years. And I will say I was surprised at how long he was clinging to Betty. Yeah. Because he was really angry with her when he left that voicemail, which was only like a year or two ago or like whatever. We're not really sure. But which was five years, technically. Yes. Five, six years after high school. Yeah. So like for five years, he was still kind of like. And she even seemed to be to like. Yes. She would respond. when mm-hmm. he t- And that that was one of the things I noted right off the bat, because I remember back when they first reunited, it was like, have they not been talking to each other mm-hmm. this entire time? Like nobody has been in touch. Right. Like the minute they left Riverdale, nobody's right. even. Yeah. But we find out that. Betty and Jughead were in touch, Mm -hmm. which makes it even weirder to me that there's such animosity from Jughead towards Betty and that he's making all these really nasty comments about her. And the thing that confuses me is that she seemed to be in touch with him prior to his book launch. Right. So he should have been on relatively good terms with her. So then why does he leave that voicemail saying, like, when they read my book, they'll see you're a bitch. And it's like, but did you actually portray her that way? It didn't seem like you thought of her like that until she blew you off for your book release. 
right? Yeah, no, it, it was, again, the voicemail was vulgar. I, I don't I hate get that it. voicemail. It's so stupid because really it literally bad. gave us nothing. Like, it told, and it's his it told horrible drunk acting, too. Oh, yep, 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 yep. I hate that. Mm-hmm. So that's what didn't help the situation. Have you ever left an angry drunk voicemail? No. I don't like the phone. I don't, like <laughs> I don't phone. make phone calls in general. I really do not. So that, no. Okay. What about like drunk, angry texts or emails? Oh, yeah. Texts have happened. <laughs> texts have totally happened. Yeah. Did you call anyone a pretentious bitch? What do you- oh, precocious bitch. Precocious. Precocious. Sorry. No. I, when I'm drunk, no like really good <laughs> no $5 comes vocabulary. Yeah. Words nothing like out. that comes to mind. It's just a lot of cursing. <laughs> Uh, no, I like to send my angry messages sober because <laughs> I don't want to regret anything that I say. So I tend to save that for when I have time to actually think about it. Mm-hmm. We don't know why Betty canceled. That no. wasn't clear. No. He just says she cancels out of the blue. And I wonder if we're ever going to get clarification. Probably on not. It's going to bother me because I feel like. <laughs> It was specifically brought up. Yes. And especially because she said she seemed like she was excited to go. Yes. And then she, she suddenly. She said she was like, wouldn't miss it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, so she suddenly backs out. And I'm wondering why, like, if there was some reason or other that she couldn't go. I would just love to know what that is. And honestly, that. Did she sh- get caught by the TBK? Oh, but then why would she have time to text him to be like, sorry, I'm in a pit somewhere. I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't no but she texted him to say that she couldn't come oh <laughs> sorry i've been abducted by a serial killer i won't be I'm able to a, make it i'm in a pit i'm in a physical <laughs> non-metaphorical pit um oh god i missed that part but yeah. still i feel like there's some relation there I feel like something ha- had to have happened to her. Like, yeah, yeah something or or been a reason. the TBK had her fucking phone <laughs> and responded. <laughs> have you I'm not sorry. seen horror movies? That I shit happens. But I can't get over that image of TBK being like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, Kimmy." <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what he looks like. First of all, so. Oh my god. Oh, I can't. It is as <laughs> diabolical as we're being led to believe. Oh. I wouldn't put it past him. I can't breathe. Okay. Um <laughs> Come on, that's not not realistic what I'm it's saying. An, it's not, but it's just really funny to me. Like the idea of TBK in his little mask sitting there like at the side of the pit with Benny's phone being like, "I'm sorry, Jackhead. Um I love you, but I can't come." Blah, blah, blah. By the way, we should see other people. <laughs> anyway i whatever so wait one thing i also need to know so there's one point where and i think it is when betty is sending that message of like wouldn't miss it for the world or whatever she says she's like in bed with a guy yeah glenn is that glenn Mm -hmm. is that what what we're supposed to think i think so okay because we couldn't really see him so i didn't know if she was just like with some other random no i think it was glenn rando dude I Regardless, I don't think there's any significance there. I hate that they're sleeping together or that they ever slept together. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Betty? <laughs> He's a murderer. I mean, we <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> Alleged. And also maybe related to murderers. But Betty's also related to murderers, so she can't judge. Right. I feel like, well, it's each his own. <laughs> Everyone has a type, right? Come on. <laughs> is, is Glenn the same as Chughead, though? Is that Betty's type? Um, no. The... I'm trying to 
think of a common trait that they have. They both have? No, well, Jughead has darker hair. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Yeah, let's, let's come back to that at some point. We have to talk about um, the Rat King. The Rat King. <laughs> this was wild. I couldn't even... I mean, that's one way to think of a story. I lost my mind watching this part of the episode. I don't even think I was watching at some point because I was just like, what is going he on? He had to... He couldn't scream because there were, there <laughs> there were rats, rats on his face. Everywhere. <laughs> I, I have in my notes... He was afraid of a rat going in his mouth? I have in my notes... Rats were his trauma in huge caps. I literally put... He, in all caps, he ended up getting rabies and being smothered by rats. Can we talk about rabies for a hot second? Sure. Rabies is almost always fatal. It's a very small percentage survival rate when you contract rabies. So, like, sure, he could have survived it. And I guess he's a miracle child for doing so. But now he's extra fucked up. But without medical attention... It seems incredibly unlikely that he could survive rabies. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But I am baffled because in my mind, I'm thinking the worst. I'm thinking Jughead got date raped or like I'm thinking like what could have caused this trauma for him like that he would have repressed or like somebody really close to him betrayed him. Like Like there was something... Really, really sinister. But no, he just got really drunk. Was he became a... Fell in a fucking sinkhole, which are, you know, rare. But also, he fell into one in New York. It does happen. He, he said something him. like, they do happen. They occur, I swear. And it was like, okay. He's he's sure. now a close descendant of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> that would have been the best outcome here. Honestly, and then one of the rats end up being... Um, he does like to eat. So, like, pizza feels like the normal... Well, right? Yeah. And then what's the name of the rat from... There's a rat. There's a... Well, like a... What is the name of the rat? From, oh, from Ninja Turtles? From Ninja Turtles. Hold Ooh, on. I don't know that. Please hold Splinter. Splinter? Splinter. I don't think he's a rat. Pretty. But he's He's an animal <laughs> of some sort. So it just makes me think like very, you know, sewer-like. Well, so a lot of this story didn't amount to anything. Because it was literally Jughead's imagination. It was. And then... Even when he says, like, he goes back later right. and finds a copy of The Outsiders mm-hmm. with his scribbling of notes about the Rat King and the, like, yeah. you know, in the margin. But The Outsiders, I feel like, doesn't he use that as, like, his basis for his novel? Norm- well, right? it was his novel. It was his. Yeah, but he used The Outsiders for the, it was The Outcasts, right? Oh, right, The, the Outcasts. The name of his novel, which was very, very, very closely based on The, the right, Outsiders. The Outsiders. Like, we weren't even really trying there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that proved that he was in there. I don't know. I just, this was not the trauma I was expecting at all. No, and also when he went back, it looked as though, like, he had set up shop. <laughs> like, you just don't fall into it and then have, like, a mattress and a blanket and... It resembled the bunker a lot. Right? Yeah. So that's why I was kind of like, 
okay, you fell into this, but clearly something else was living down there, Did too. they just reuse the set, or is there more to... Are you thinking there's more to this? I don't think there's more to it. I oh, just okay, find good. it funny that, like... I really hope there is. You fall into a sinkhole, and you're trapped by rats and all this stuff, but then him going back to look mm-hmm. and finding his book and all that, like... There was, like, a mattress and a blanket or something down there. Yeah, it did seem... Like, something else is living down there. Which, I mean, I guess it's possible. There could right. be, like, hobos or something or... Right. Some, you know, crazy people living down there. I thought it was weird that he imagined the Rat King to be his literary agent. And mm. I I spent about half a second trying to determine if there was some sort of symbolism involved in that. And then I decided I didn't care enough. I don't think so. I think it's just the person at that time that was just kind of like hounding him or like up his ass. I'd be know? really upset if, if Sam turned out to be a bad guy for some reason, though. Like That would be an interesting You know I love events. Sam, but like now, ooh, like I don't know. This just like puts him on my radar in an uncomfortable way. Because mm. maybe Jughead saw something that was... I mean, like, he was hallucinating and was out of his mind, but maybe there was, like, a kernel of truth in all of that, that maybe there's something sinister going on with Sam. But I don't know. I don't want to think that because I do like Sam. Mm. (laughs) So I'm not really sure what to do with it. I'm just going to kind of keep it in my noggin. But I guess I think it's interesting that he's in an AA meeting. Where is he doing that? that in Riverdale? No, I think it's back in the city. Because he said I came back here well, I to, thought like, retrace he said, my steps or whatever. Well, I thought he said he went back to the city to retrace his steps, but, like, it didn't... It, I didn't get an we impression... We have no proof that he's back in Riverdale, though. Like, there's no real... I really think it's so rude I also just... don't think that there's AA meetings in Riverdale. <laughs> right, there's nothing in Riverdale. Right, I mean, we, we know that. fund anything. We know this. The other thing that um, now is we're getting into like sort of random observations. Archie's psychiatrist <laughs> identifying Hiram as the rum guy. <laughs> the rum guy. Can we talk about this? Because first of all, she was like, I don't even know who that is. And then she's like, wait, the rum guy? And it's like, okay, so you obviously know who that is. But more recently, he was the mayor of Riverdale. And like, yeah, that was a specific. Um, also, other things <laughs> like, why would you identify him as the rum guy? That was so bizarre to me. The shoe shiner from nineteen. Yeah, right. That the kid know, he used to shine shoes whatever. and then shot a gangster and took over his like, <laughs> shady biz back in the day. I do have one point to make. <gasps> oh, a point to make. Go ahead. Not really a point. Oh. A statement. <laughs> a statement. That you might agree with as well. I love to agree with statements. I did appreciate Veronica not being in this episode. Yes. I think yes. that's a big part of why I liked it so much. <laughs> yes. And and what like this is the thing. If we could just maybe zoom in on certain characters every week and get their backstories and get what's going on and at first, I thought it was really stupid that Jughead was telling his whole story in retrospect at this meeting and being like, so there I was in New York checking up on my trauma. And I was like, this is dumb. Why couldn't we just see him go through all of this? But it would have taken so much time. So it was really nice to have him be like, yeah. here's the highlights from my journey through my trauma. And here's all the important stuff you need to know. Yeah, I did they like could have the dragged that out into yeah. like one full episode about Jughead and his trauma. And I don't think I could have taken a whole episode on the rat king so if we could do that for the other people that would be nice like i again i really need to know more about 
Veronica and Chad. Get everyone an AA. You know what? Just get them They've all. all got some vice that they should be in therapy right? for or some kind so. of support group for. Betty is like, I don't know. Come on. They were all hopped up on Jingle Jangle at some point in their life. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody should be monitoring all of these people. I don't like... Cheryl bothers me. How so? Because she's so inconsistent in her character development. Yes. Because, like, this episode, she was behaving like old Cheryl. But in last episode, she was, you know, um, born again, sort of, vibes. Church of Jason encouraging Kevin to be, you know, introspective and help others. And in this episode, she's like, mine my palladium, and I don't care if there's carbon monoxide in my mines. That doesn't mean anything. You guys should keep mining. And it's just like... Person. Sometimes I get distracted though because A, her coat was gorgeous. She's always dressed very fast. Oh my god, but that, like, we're so used to her in like red or black or whatever, but like that coat she had on <laughs> reminds me of like the old school, like, Polish dinnerware, like the blue and white. Like, it was really pretty. I liked it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Cheryl does have good fashion. She's always on point with her fashion. I just, I don't know what they're doing with her. And Maybe I would love to see what she did for the past seven years because maybe that would help me put right. her in context. But I just don't have a context for her right now. Yeah. And I I find that very frustrating. She just seemed to always have been there. Yeah. Like, that's but, what we know. She never left and she just kind of always was there. And does she have bipolar? Because it <laughs> seems like she, in one episode, she's a normal human. And then in the next episode, she's being a total bitch. And it's like. It's carbon monoxide. Who the. F- yeah, right. Carbon monoxide is. We're going to use that. The root as of the, all the root evil. Of all evil. Yeah, everybody make sure tonight that you have a carbon monoxide detector in your home. Test that it, it has fresh batteries mm-hmm. and, you know, you're all set because carbon monoxide will cause you to... See Mothman. See Mothman. And you don't want that. You don't want that. They, they're they ter- And they're cannibals, guys. Yeah. Don't, Red eyes. It's, we don't want to take any chances. Yeah, just, just nip it in the bud. So we'll be back next week. Um, the Pussycats the are back. The Pussycats are back. Which, as we know means musical numbers i'm always they know how to sing i'm always leery i mean yes they do have they're they're meant to have legitimate talent out of anybody else in the show i'm curious whether they're on tour that's why right i think i have no idea i whatever it is for them to stop and honestly i'm thinking it's going to be a bullshitty kind of episode because it seems like they're shoehorning this in where it didn't need to be so it's a filler which means i could guess which i told you we're probably getting on hiatus. Don't soon. say it, Dawn. Oh, it's, they usually do that filler right before it. a break. <laughs> I watch too much TV to know this shit. Uh, I mean, I really hope that's not true, but I guess we'll find out. We will. So, so until then, that's Endgame. Game.